regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Chupa Chups, sweet cred. It's time for the regular features show, this time being hosted to you by the very name of Joe Scrabbles, who's about to introduce it. Hello, Joe. Hi. Thanks, Chupa Chups, for sponsoring I'm Chupa Chups. This, this episode. <laughs> Ah, uh, Salvador Dali's favourite treat. It's Regular Features, <laughs> the podcast that's the same every week. And as every week, I'm joined by Steve in a stripy shirt. It is stripy. He looks like he's been jailed or is um, some sort of problem on an old TV. Yeah, all over him. I was just miming to give you a clue. He's doing a beautiful... Oh, so you are actually a mime now. Is that <laughs> what you're going for? <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, podcast's first mime. I hate to break it to you, but what? it's already been done two weeks ago by one of our listeners. <laughs> what? Guy Kelly has done mime podcast, and it was quite well received. <gasps> really? Welcome. Hey, Guy. How you doing, fella? Nice lad. Well, that's synchronicity with our own readers. That's how far our weird feature business goes. It flies into the minds of readers everywhere. And if you hadn't already heard his voice, yes, it's Chuppa Chups himself, John Logblythe, how you doing, lollipop boy? Ah, uh, the mask's off. I was Chopper Chops all along. <laughs> oh my but... god, it's like knives out too. <laughs> I'm just a little plastic wrapped sweet with a stick for a body, and I love you more than you know. Wow. What you been doing, Chopper Chops? I want to tell you that I've been to a number of National Trust properties, and I've been recording the volunteers and the things that they say. Steve, for the avoidance of doubt, what is your feature this week, please? My feature is is about the censored lesbian kiss from the new Buzz Lightyear film. The format doesn't quite make sense. I claim to have found the deleted scene, but then the scene in the scene, it gets deleted. You just gotta listen. It's scandalous. I, on the other hand, have been trawling the depths of Wikipedia for tips on how to eat fruit in a way that will keep your masculinity intact. And with that, let's get on with it. Here's the first feature. I don't know whose it is. Jingle! I'm, I'm going to edit it. It's going to be yours, baby. Oh, thank you. Hello, I'm Gordon Gecko, and I've got the need. The need for greed. That's why I never say no to a second helping of regular features. Now for a slap-up feast. Do either of you follow the Twitter account Deleted Wiki Titles? No. No, this sounds good. It's a real Twitter account. It is very good. It tends to reuse uh, material every now and then, but they are apparently all real wikis that have been deleted before they can give birth to their horrible contents. Um, Some of the recent entries on there have been Crust of the Andes, uh, Partial Unbirthing (laughs) Fetishism, and this one I've definitely (laughs) seen before, which I really like. List of dads who make other dads eat bugs. And then in brackets it just says, the article itself was completely blank, but the talk page just read, my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Made other dads eat bugs. Yeah, list of dads who made other dads eat bugs. Um, It's great for fun. Made, so it's not even an ongoing thing. He just happened once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. He made some other dads eat bugs and someone made a page. This sounds um, like a bullying scenario. Someone in school, their dad bullied their schoolmate's dad. 
Mm. It's like, my dad made your daddy bugs. And it's actually on Wikipedia, if you don't believe <laughs> Yes, <Yeah, laughs> go, go, go check the talk sucks. page. <laughs> Just says my dad. It's not even... <laughs> yeah, it's not even a name. <laughs> I hope there was a picture. Was there a picture? Because that's doesn't good. doesn't say there was. <laughs> Just um, a stern-looking man with a bug in his hand. The thing about these is, I mean, it sounds like you would really like to see a list of dads who make other dads eat bugs, but... The other day it posted the name of a page that I strongly do not think should have been deleted because I think it has genuine worth in our day and age. And that wiki title was Manly Ways to Eat Fruit. And I wanted to know what manly ways to eat fruit were. Because I really... You you peel an apple by dragging your two front teeth over it and then patooing out. The, the the peel. That's the manliest just, way to eat an apple. You then reckon. and then you tongue the exposed flesh and get the wet off it. Mm-hmm. And then you pop it in your pants for later. <laughs> in your dungies. Uh, in my dungies. Oh my god. <laughs> in the front of my dungies. Uh, you eat a banana by peeling it, and you got to kiss the tip a couple of times, and then go. Mm-hmm. Argh. Just chatter your teeth on it like you're a Cenobite. If manly ways to eat fruit still existed, you two could have been putting all these top tips on it. Um, So, emboldened by the quest to restore manly ways to eat fruit, because it didn't have any details about what was on that page, I dug deep into the code, um, which first what I did was go on Wikipedia and write manly ways to eat fruit to see if it had been reinstated. And what I got was... Manly ways to eat fruit disambiguation, which is one of those pages <laughs> where it says, "If you want to see many ways to eat fruit, yeah. <laughs> well, and this is what it said. Ambiguous it said, about manly ways to eat fruit. Well, you'd think so, but it says manly ways to eat fruit may also refer to manly ways to eat fruit. South African politician. <laughs> uh, it says the one where Joey is too scared to look at a guava because of societal pressure episode of Friends. And then finally, and I think I understand now, it says list of manly ways to eat fruit. Ah. So maybe it was deleted because it wasn't clear enough that it needed to be a list of manly ways to eat fruit. So I clicked that and I got to the Wikipedia page for the list of manly ways to eat fruit. And I thought I would educate you and the readers in the list of manly ways to eat fruit that I found on the internet. So the introduction bit at the top says, For men, fruit is considered difficult to eat without other men in tank tops leaning out of cars and shouting, Do you want a bib? Like a baby's bib, not a lobster bib, which is considered to be manly because of how many big, fat, rich guys in suits wear them to eat lobster with. But a baby's bib is only for babies. And also now it's for you too, because how you ate that lychee! <laughs> when you can have an apple thermidor, come back to me with a fucking fruit bib. <laughs> exactly. And in an effort to curb the number of car crashes caused by incredibly drawn-out drive-by insults, NATO created an approved list of a number of ways to eat fruit while still being considered full of piss and vinegar, but also fruit. That, that has to be the first manly way to eat fruit. Piss and vinegar. <laughs> Seasoned. Uh, uh, the first section is called History. It says, Throughout the history of Western society, many have written about the emasculating properties of eating fruit. 
and sought to discover more manly ways to consume it. For instance, in Chaucer's The Grape Lad's Tale, the titular Grape Lad says, Sire priest, I see thee eat upon an grape, and lo it it is if I looketh at a suckling beast searching for the licky teat. Look upon me eat mine own grape, see how mine lips purse, mine teeth gnash, how the grape becomes strips of green end flesh that before they fall to colder earth, land upon mine tongue, slipped from my mouth quick smart to catch the strips upon a salty bed. And then I say to thee, yummy grape. <laughs> wow, I'd love like- to hear you read the Miller's Tale. <laughs> Writing from his exile on the Isle of Elba, Napoleon Bonaparte wrote, I'm starving upon this island because there's only limes to eat. And one of the locals saw me cutting a lime open and squeezing the juice into my mouth. Now they all call me piss boy. (laughs) Famously, Ernest Hemingway would only eat a cherry Bakewell tart if the cherry was, was removed and shot with a gun in front of him. And that's the end of the history section, because <laughs> it ran out of time. Then the next section is modern fruit types and techniques. And here is the list of manly fruit techniques. So pay attention if you want to know how to look real, I don't know, hench eating a fruit. <laughs> banana. The banana must be turned sideways, unpeeled, and you eat it like a corn on the cob. Don't smile or look anyone else in the eye while you do it. Orange. Do not acknowledge segments. The segments are an orange's way of making you do what it wants. Throw it at a wall and eat what God leaves behind. (laughs) Pineapple. Pineapples are usually prepared with knives, making them more naturally manly as it is. Just make sure that you're speaking to someone while you prepare it and jab the knife towards them to emphasise points and say things like this. Put it this way, if it's a choice between my wife and a Porsche, let's say I'm buying petrol, not spritzers. <laughs> that is Kiwi. manly. It's that so is manly. manly. You made me do a little cheeky, dirty laugh there. Sorry for anyone listening. You had to listen to me go <laughs> like, like a mutley, <laughs> like Sid James is back to life. <laughs> Kiwi. Kiwi is almost impossible to eat in a manly way because it looks like a drawing of a cartoon cat's asshole inside it. If you must eat kiwi, you should be upside down, hanging from a steam pipe, and making every swallow a fight between your esophagus and gravity itself. Coconut. Kiwi was was the one that I had an idea for, and I was like, instead of, don't pop it in your mouth, just spoon out your eyeball, pop the kiwi in the hole, and let your brain sort it out. (laughs) 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 Little spicy thought. Coconut. The only acceptable way to eat a coconut is to just eat the hair on the outside. <laughs> apple. Peel the whole apple with a knife while giving a speech about loyalty. Keep peeling the apple even after the skin is off, removing all the flesh of the apple as well. Take the core and put it in a hot dog bun. Take that to a baseball game and eat it there with your son. Make your son have a bite and don't slap his back if he chokes on a seed. Kumquat. Say, I sentence you to nine years and hit the kumquat with a judge's hammer, then repeatedly shout, order, order, and hope some of the chunks fly into your mouth. (laughs) Lemons. Drive into a lemon grove in a jeep. Pull a lemon off of a tree, push your sunglasses on top of your head, and say, let's wax this fucker. (laughs) And finally... Plebs. Not eating it, that's waxing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Plemons. Tell Plemons his performance in Game Night is underrated. Tell Plemons you're really looking forward to Killers of the Flower Moon. Kiss Plemons. Say goodnight to Plemons. <laughs> Plemons makes you feel safe, and you're almost unashamed to say you're really happy you broke up his marriage with Dunst to get to him. And that are manly ways to eat fruit and marry Jesse Plemons, which should be the yes. full name of the uh, Wikipedia article. Oh, I want to do a Dunst Plemons duet, a musical <laughs> duet on the live show. They're such a beautiful couple. When life gives you Plemons. Dunst fuck it up. Well, we've done the, a joke. Like, we've what definitely done the joke that. we did? <laughs> I think we've done that episodes ago, right? <laughs> we've talked a lot about Plemons and Dunst recently because yeah. they're such a lovely couple. I didn't even know Dunst was married to Plemons when I started my Dunst feature. It was a wonderful Easter egg for me whilst right whilst Googling <laughs> facts about her. Right. Can I get a drink? I also would like a drink. Can I get a drink? And now it's time for a regular feature. Regular features. There's a podcast for the readers. Now, lads, mm-hmm. it's time for my feature. Mm-hmm. And I've decided it's time to act my fucking age. So I've joined the National Trust. <laughs> oh. Yeah, baby. I have indeed. Let me move my windows around so I feel like I'm looking at you. Yeah, so like most people who joined the National Trust, I discovered them after driving to a big, nice house I'd seen on the internet. And then when I got there... I found out you needed to pay £15 if you wanted to look at a Viceroy's tapestry. (laughs) It's true, there's always a little cabin with a price list, and it's always enough to make you think, well, fuck that, I'm going home then. But then, at, at the crucial moment as you turn on your heel you'll see a sign that says, Free to National Trust Members! And then... You start barking excitedly at the woman behind the counter. Woof, 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 you say. You're poor on the counter like you're behaving really well and you deserve a treat. And if you're continuing to be anything like me at this point, your boyfriend Stuart will have set up a direct debit on your joint bank account so quickly you don't have time to say, wait, hang on a minute, it's just a big house, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) The direct debit gets you one year of access to all the National Trust properties and... The heat is on. You've got your on-demand streaming heritage subscription. You have to visit as many sites as you can, so you're not getting taken for a ride by big house nerds. There's an app, and I've been looking at the closest places to Nottingham. Apparently, Nottingham has no National Trust things because we are a void of culture. (laughs) Um, A disgusting little pit, a kind of black hole around which the rest of England swirls. The culture getting slowly sucked into us, and that's what my bumhole is. Um, so I'm veering wildly off script here. <laughs> but one thing I do like is um, the best thing about the National Trust sites are the the dozens, nay, hundreds of volunteers who stand there looking accessible, but not being too forward. I found that you can have, you can activate them by just sort of walking into the room with playful eye contact, um, initiating a casual conversation about a nearby artifact, or by pointing at some weird furniture and shouting, "Can I sit on that? Fuck it!" <laughs> <laughs> so I have got into the habit of um, hanging around in the background and pretending to be interested in walls, while other people did the job of talking to the volunteers. 
This meant I could leave at any time without having to pretend I needed a big, urgent shit all of a sudden, and it also allowed me to surreptitiously record some of those speeches that they made into my dictamophone. Yes, it's that kind of feature. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'll tell you the ones I've been to, and I will tell you the uh, things that I recorded from them. This is uh, Duff- Duffield Castle was the first one. Duffield Castle is very close to Nottingham. And speaking of someone who comes from Nottingham, I am used, more than used, to a shit castle. <laughs> Nottingham hasn't got crenellations, oubliettes, portcullises. It's got fuck all. It's just a cafe and a big house. Yeah. But Duffield Castle takes this to a whole new level of being cheeky with it. <laughs> There's a sign that tells you to get ready to use your imagination, and they are not fucking kidding. Because Duffield Duffield Castle is not there at all. (laughs) (laughs) What? And I've got... this, if you check it out online, just there's just a... The only thing you'll get is... um, There's something that looks like it used to be the outline of a room and just a stone tit on the floor. So I, um, I, I managed to record this while I was there. Um, well, welcome to Duffield Castle, as I like to call it. A single tit made out of rocks, surrounded by what amounts, in any serious person's reckoning, to a gross and net total of fuck all. If you were wondering why this is one of the National Trust's vanishingly few properties that they don't charge you to visit, it's because Duffield Castle is literally just that stony boob over there. And there's not even a plaque next to it, because no one knows what the fuck it's for. Mind, they have put a little bench next to it. So if you want to take a weight off and soak in the mystery and majesty of that granite nook before you go home, go mad. I'll be here if you've got any questions, but I will warn you that any answers I give will be pure conjecture, and I am not given to performance or whimsy. Now, I can see if you have noticed, a few of you have noticed, the hole in the side of the tit. Feel free to have a look into that. God knows I have in moments of wild, doomed optimism. 2008, during my last moment of public imagination, I briefly entertained the notion that it was in fact a bell end and not a tit, but a lot of parents seemed unhappy with the idea of their children staring at a severed meters. I learned my lesson. It's been a tit ever since. Something for the dads. <laughs> Any relics that were found near here, and there were a few, they've been whisked away to Derby Museum, which is a 20-minute drive away and it shuts in half an hour. Duffield Castle, however, is open all the time because, let's face it, you cannot shut fuck all. (laughs) Maybe there was a second tit at one point. I mean, this used to be the biggest castle in England. The hills might have been alive with a tumultuous cascade of boulderous bosoms, but the fact remains you're here now with me, me and a medium to small hemisphere of rocks that honestly has no right surviving this many centuries when a massive fucking castle has completely gone. I can see some of you have got your phones out. If you're thinking of Googling Duffield Castle with a view to seeing what it looked like when it was standard, please don't waste your time. There is just one picture of an artist's impression of what the castle might have looked like. And the only thing the artist could do less well than imagine a castle was draw an imaginary castle. (laughs) I'm assuming this is only your first time here because who the fuck had come back? So if you want to do any of the local walks, feel free. If you get separated from your family, just come back to the tit. And if they do drive home without you, at least you can be sure that they did it on purpose because they didn't check the one fucking location with something in it before they drove off. I'll look after you. You can be my child. We can shit on the tit together. Um, that's um, Duffield Castle. Look, Not much going on there, I, really. I had to look it up while he spoke. It really is just a weird little brick tit on the floor. 
<laughs> also, I ha- my eyes were drawn uh, <laughs> to a review that just said a very disappointing experience, nothing of interest, overgrown and slippery surfaces on which my wife fell over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the purposes of that review, Stuart was my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a disappointing looking place. What's I just came across a BBC News article from 2015 saying there's a uh, there are plans to rebuild part of the walls of what is thought to have been one of England's largest medieval keeps. Duffield yeah, Pass. how many qualifying phrases do you mm-hmm. want to put in that sentence before you admit <laughs> A, it's not going to happen, B, it would be shit if it did happen. <laughs> do they do they tell you what the little mound is? What is I'm it? I'm going to come completely true. This, this is the one that I didn't go to, but it's the one that I thought, because, because I'm not going to go there because it's free. Yeah. So um, I would be not making use of my subscription no, no. by going there. But I we did look up going there we looked up everything the reviews you just read out and we decided against it and i thought it'd be i thought it'd be funny to it was very say it's funny. worse than it probably I'm is i'm really glad i've learned about Duffield castle <laughs> the rocky tit is a stone capped well smell smell the well smell the well smell smell the well smell the well what oh so it's not a well uh it was a well but they capped it with stones so it's not even that anymore <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the hole's for, to let the stagnant well air out. So if someone Ugh. lifts off the top rock, it doesn't paralyze them with a really stinky guff. <laughs> like opening an oven. <laughs> <laughs> smell, smell the well, smell the well, smell, smell the well, smell the well. Um, the second place we went to was um, the workhouse in Southall. And like I have been corrected twice. I've told people in Nottingham that I went to Southall and I've been corrected twice to pronounce it Southwell. But I am from the East Midlands, and I refuse not to shrink a name down to its minimum syllables. Yeah. Okay. I've got a place called Blidworth that we I'm expected to call Blidworth, and there's a place called Leicester that people just call Leicester without even a fucking second blink. And um, you can't just make me call Southall Southwell just because you've got a minster and you reckon you're fucking posh. Fuck you. Fuck my entire part of the world. Um, I don't know if you know what the poor law was. No. But, or what the history of workhouses are. This is a, quite a sincere bit here. Uh, the poor law, apparently every parish used to collect money from landowners and they would, if you I were poor, you said you could Nando's. Just... Same. <laughs> every parish collected money from Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> You're very parish. <laughs> I don't. I, to be fair, I don't know if this middle bit's going to work because there's no script on it, and I just got really annoyed at the woman who did speak to me when I was there. So the, I, basically, we were shown around this like workhouse, which was it was meant as a solution to poverty, and instead of just relying on the the payments from landowners that would be redistributed by the parish, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't you would instead be able to if you couldn't afford to eat. Just turn up and say, hello, I can't have some food. And you'd be able to join the workhouse. You'd get a small amount of bread, a little bit of potato. There was maybe a lump of meat. Okay. And in return, all you'd have to do was 10 hours of backbreaking, pointless work until like you busy couldn't work. handle it anymore. And you said, I'd rather die than be here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sounds great. Yeah, was, especially because like there was all a big cost management thing because kind of asylums. If you wanted to be put in an asylum, that would cost three times as much as workhouses, which meant a lot of people whose needs weren't intended to be met by workhouses found themselves doing the work of pulling apart ropes, which would leave your hands blackened and blistered and useless in future life, instead of being in a place that similarly wouldn't help you, because I'm sure asylums weren't actually meant to help you in those days either. So it's just rotten. And I've just, it was, by the end of it, you just felt absolutely despondent about life as it must have been then, whilst you you cannot not see the parallels with how life is now. And it's all very depressing. So... So a lot of power, please. I've got a lot of time for the woman who volunteers and just stays in the rooms to tell us, who seemed really enthusiastic about the idea of workhouses, and she told she told us what a wonderful idea they were and how work is really good for the soul, and how this was a tough but fair place to live. I just want to salute her for not visiting any other room in that exhibition, which says how fucking horrible it was. She's... Also, the irony of being a, an unpaid volunteer in the workhouse like, <laughs> and extolling its virtue. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was lit- I'd was i literally just come out of a room that said you couldn't leave the workhouse if your husband was there and he didn't want to leave. You were just a prisoner, wife. And um, also... Just an exhibition about how the governor got all the fucking women pregnant in it. <laughs> like it she was there going, This is a nice place. So fuck you, woman in that room. <laughs> Sounds like more she's... fun than Duffield Castle, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she's got your direct debit. So who's got the last laugh here? <laughs> and the last one was um, Hardwick Hall, which is a very fun Elizabethan place, inhabited mainly by a woman called Beth, who had four husbands. And that's all I got out of it because I was busy recording this. Log, sorry. Just gotta yeah. just gotta say, you went on a big thing about how you won't say Southwell and how it must be subtle, and yet you've missed the chance to say hard dick hall. Like, come <laughs> I on. I thought that man. too. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, there's there's being lazy and there's being crass. And I, I, I refuse I refuse to be crass. I refuse to be both at the same time. Because <laughs> I'm so lazy. <laughs> so now Bess was a big fun girl and she got through husbands like you and me who get through Jaffa Cakes. That's her right, Eric. Yeah, Eric see me on the Jaffa Cakes. It's no joke. When it comes to Jaffa Cake, I'm like the machine out of tipping point. Only there's no quiz element. Just keep chucking Jaffa cakes down my neck and don't worry about anything dropping out the other side until you have to. That's my motto. It's quesera sera as far as my arse is concerned. What's that, Eric? Eric says I can't be like the tipping point machine because I haven't got four entry points. All I can say is he hasn't seen me eating Jaffa cakes. <laughs> Bess of Hardwick, though. She was a, she was a right man-eater. She got through so many husbands that people today believe she was like one of them sex aliens that suck you into their fannies like a massive sex Henry. If you're observant, you'll notice that in all the portraits around the house, she was wearing them big ruffs like in one of the good blackadders. Clothing is used in paintings like that to signify status or something. But I reckon it's also because she had gills around her neck that pumped out silver jizz quills like a randy tin hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, let me have a tic-tac to stop me gob-tasting of sick. Oh, here, is it just me or a tic-tac's getting bigger? I could be wrong, my teeth are all over the place. It's hard to tell what's in my mouth since I got whacked in the face with that bedpan.
During the hot summer months, Bess's array of glands would probably have produced thick, pungent, silver jizz worms out of every pore in her body. During these moments, Beth, Bess would have looked like nothing more than a gigantic Play-Doh mop-top hair shop toy, with barons and viceroys clambering all over her like blue bottles on a Great Dane's bob. Anyway, that's all I know about Bess. If anyone wants to know what it feels like to fuck an alien, I'm going to pack my mouth out with a packet full of Jaffa cakes and hide in a wardrobe until kicking out time. First person in gets to spunk on the freshest Jaffa mush. Ta-ra! <laughs> The freshest Jaffa mush. <laughs> what was this woman called? Eileen Uonos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, th- I thought she th- she might be related to a guy that's been on this podcast quite a bit. <laughs> Zana Bambagas Coinus. Regular, 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 and now it's time Steve's regular feature. Buzz Lightyear. Lesbians. Have you seen that the new Buzz Lightyear film has been censored in mm. the People's Republic of China? Because of a lesbian kiss. They, they mm-hmm. don't look like anything. They're all just chins in that program. It's just chins kissing, which I like. Surely they'd just bump off each other's helmets. <laughs> they'd just be knocking about in space. Yeah. As far as I understand, like, yeah. Making it sound like two fishbowls clanging together, which I think is what lesbians' sex sounds like. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, was, that was all... All three of us taking about two seconds, you'll notice there, to work out if the thing we had in our head was socially acceptable to say. Well, the the lesbian kiss was deemed socially unacceptable in China, Mm. which I was surprised because I've seen the Buzz Lightyear film. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that's the least objectionable part of it. Luckily, I managed to get hold of the original script before it was censored by Xi Jinping. China wasn't the first to censor the gay kiss in in Lightyear. Oh, a, a history of gay kisses. Disney was. Disney removed the uh, the gay kiss from Lightyear, and it was Pixar who had to push to put it back in. Mm. Disney were already worried about well, worried about what, how they could sell the film in bloody Saudi Arabia with these gay kisses. So um, you, you needn't go around thinking that China's this sort of anti free expression authoritarian state. When it's bloody Disney who uh, are trying to put the, the kibosh on LGBTQ plus IA representation in blockbuster <laughs> animated films. So fuck you, Disney. So Disney pulled it out and uh, Pixar had to finger it back in. And then Xi Jinping burst in the room. And said, hello, 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 what's all this, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> is what he'd be like. <laughs> uh, so do you want to see the original, um, the... The thing that was deemed too offensive for innocent Chinese eyes to see. See it? I'd love to perform it. <gasps> Great. I can't wait to see how innocuous it really is. Mm. Um, so who wants to be Buzz? Uh, I'll be Buzz. Yeah, you do want to be Buzz because you're just like the dildo that you are, you fucking great big battery-operated slag. <laughs> Easy. He's getting into the spirit of things. Okay. Log, you can be the other character. Yes. And action. Buzz, you cock-hungry space whore! What are you doing in my quadrant? 
looking for a hitchhiking Martian to siphon the piss out of with those big, beautiful lips of yours. I shouldn't wonder. Carol, you cum-gargling cunt and art. I just dropped out of hyperspace when my ship's computer detected the powerful gravitational pull of your voracious you brilliant spacefaring bitch whom I respect. Well, Buzz, now that you mention it, my gargantuan Sputnik has been gobbling up everything within its ever-expanding event horizon lately. I'm beginning to think it's out of control. Out of control? I could have told you that light years ago when I saw your monster of a munch chump through a lineup of Portuguese dock workers like a power to Pac-Man. Pac-Man. <laughs> Buzz, you infected vestige of a burst hemorrhoid. You know you're my best friend in the whole wide galaxy, right? Carol, of course. Well, I'm I'm afraid this could be curtains for your oldest pal, Carol. I think my giant red fanny is red, about red to go. Red giant s- fanny. Red giants are kind of star. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a giant. <laughs> it's, you you hit the you hit the immutable uh, rules of adjectives where things sound wrong in the wrong order. <laughs> I think I think my red giant fanny is about to go supernova, taking half of the horsehead nebula with it. Don't speak. Like that, Carol, you freight train of dead circus elephants. You conveyor belt of raw beef. You put the whore into warp core. Without you, I'm nothing. Buzz, it's time when my wretched hive of scum explodes with the might of a billion suns. I will be reborn again as a rapidly spinning pulsar out in deep space. But I will have no memories of who I once was or what we once had. To me, you'll be just another old jar of upright queefs trying to make her way in this crazy old universe. Oh, Carol, you rapidly expanding gas bitch. Kiss me. Oh, birds, you wet squelch in a hypersleep chamber. Kiss me. This is a message from the government. This scene was deemed too offensive to be shown in the People's Republic of China. In case a baby saw it and turned into whatever the fuck the women in this horrible regular feature are all about. Normal, decent, government-approved programming will resume momentarily. Buzz, you kiss lips like you suck dicks. By which I mean you had your finger in my scabby asshole while you did it. That's why they call me Chuck Yeager back at Space Academy. Why? Because you chow down on Cadet Cock at the speed of sound? No, because I vomit up a tiny bit of Jizzy Yeager bomb on each penis I suck. It's kind of like my calling card. Buzz, there's a distress signal coming in from the slot sector. Patch it through, you revolting whore, whom I love. Hello, my pussy buddies. It's me, Debbie. Debbie, you single piping hot ounce of pre-cum. Debbie, you wet in a thigh. Let's, Let's get, get down, 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 down to business. 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 <laughs> there was a point where I thought I was maybe less pussy pals than sort of vaudevillian <laughs> ringleader. <laughs> 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 it's so hard to maintain it. You go, you, go, you start off with Carol. 
Carol, you whore! But then you start having to act after that. Mm. <laughs> and then you introduce Debbie, which is a whole other voice that Long Debbie! put in our heads years ago. Oh, and that's that, Lightyear, um, is it? That's actually, actually Lightyear. I mean, and it's... watch out for next week when I do Grapes Delicious Bourdain. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Feature swap! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Steve did point out halfway through my feature about two weeks ago that I'd just stolen Grapes Delicious Bourdain completely. So, uh... <laughs> it's everyone gets to do Grapes Delicious. <laughs> She's so cool. She's open yeah. source. She's a, uh, yeah. Create a comment. <laughs> Put her on GitHub. Create a fork. She loves forks. She does. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous. It's just me in the edit. If you were hoping for some kind of junction between the open source and GitHub fork, maybe by bringing spaghetti code into it, I don't know. Just know that you're not the only one thinking about it. You're not alone. Now here's Jelly Boy. Take it away, Jelly Boy. I once was jelly, then they put bones inside me, now I'm all scaly, and I'm as glad as can be. I've got a rib cage, and I am never lonely, because I marry everyone that I see. But if you asked me, is there anything, sir, that I could give you, I would stop and whisper, I want more bones. Give me more bones. Give me an ulna, give me some metatarsals, give me six femurs, and then more metatarsals. I don't want tarsals, it's metatarsals for me, and please don't bonesplain about the bones that I need. Just shove a funnel into my jiggly green bod and pour in bone dust till I'm a bony white rock. I want more bones, give me more bones. I check the mirror and cannot see any jelly left in me. I look down at my feet, and who on earth do you think that I see? It's that jelly guy, the guy that I used to be, jiggling and spinning, he's just as cute as can be. And now we're best friends, we podcast every week, and in the night time, we fight and crime on the streets. We're an odd couple, like bony chalk and soft cheese, tune in on Wednesdays to Jelly Boy and Boney, we are best friends. The Fundo 10. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And when you do, we take your old human name out round the back of the shed, unload a shotgun shell into its little um, whimpering face. <laughs> crying, <laughs> crying it's, the, it's the kindest thing. <laughs> And we give you your very own B name. That's right. This is the B name that you'll be known by until the day you buzz off to that great big hive in the sky. Mm-hmm. Boys, please give B names to the following new patrons. Okay. Jess Tapia or Tapia. Jess Tapia. Tapia. I think it might Jess, be Tapia. Jace, Jason. Please give a B name to Jess Tapia. If a bee flies by, a tap of your caps. All that's needed. <laughs> a tap of your caps. A tap of your cap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bee on top of your cap, and you're gonna get stung in your forehead until you no no that's just too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was going with it. I've, I've got a lovely idea of a person doffing her cap mm. to reveal a single operatic bee <laughs> singing a song. <laughs> 
And the song that the bee sings is going to be her bee name. Okay. <laughs> when the <laughs> bee on the moon lands, mountains of Virginia. <laughs> Where are we going with this on, one? On Don't on know. the bee strewn mountainsides of Virginia lies a trail of dead bees. You are the sole living bee. Do you go north, south, east, or west? <laughs> no, no, no. That's not it. Everybody gone for gone to the Bee Patrol concert. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it. Please give a bee name to Ian Prentice. We'll all be dead soon. How do you finger a bee? <laughs> so it's more like he's on a. He's trying to work out the logistics. He's not being cavalier. Mm. He's trying to be cautious. He wants to finger a bee safely so that both him and the bee enjoy it. I'd say the first step would be to lift up the little stinger, Ian. Please give a bee name to Oliver Gerlach. Or Gerlach. If you don't like it, Gerlach a wasp. Gerlach a wasp. Wasp. Definitely depends on us having That's pronounced nice. his name correctly in the first place. Wasp. So fucking glad you said something <laughs> just before. Uh, what was it again? Just for the record, if you don't like it, don't like it. Gerlach. Gerlach wasp. Gerlach wasp. Gerlach at a wasp. You map it. Finally, please give a bee name to Lilith Hills. Elegant Swarm. <laughs> Elegant Swarm is great. It evokes bees on a treble it Sounds. It sounds like a beautiful perfume. <laughs> Elegant Swarm. Oh, I want to give her a, a middle initial. Elegant Bee, bee <laughs> Elegant Swarm. Bee Swarm. <laughs> There we go. Oh, in that case, elegance bee swarm. Elegance <laughs> bee swarm. Yeah, that's it. We got there. Elegance that's bee swarm. Beautiful. <laughs> I think that's the most beautiful bee name we've ever bestowed. Elegance. Yeah, it's much bee better than burrow swarm. under my skin and sting me from my nipples out. <laughs> Did you hear? She's the newest hive debutante. Elegance bee swarm. She's in town for one night only. It's elegance bee swarm. <laughs> At last, here she is. My queen is coming along. Flapping her tiny wings, of which she has two pairs. If you'd like your own bee name, or to join the Beehive, the patron-exclusive Discord channel where all of the bees get out. Get out. That's where they all get out. <laughs> get out of the hive! So they all get in and get around and get on with one another and have fun. You can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by helping us out to the tune of £2 per episode. That's it, baby. That's got all nothing we got. Else. Unless You've anyone else is dry. To add. No, I'm wrong clean. I'm exhausted. No, all I've got to say, more people, more readers come into the pub, please, because I had someone in today and he was a treat and I loved it. It really breaks up the miserable hours of running a real hell pub. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello, little bit of bonus content after we've all said goodbye. Whilst editing this podcast, I found two incredibly adorable sounds that Joe made. Uh, you may have heard them. 
you may have completely missed them, in which case I just want you to enjoy them now. Here's the first one, which I believe is the quietest ever naturally occurring version of the home improvement sound ever recorded. Mm -hmm. Now that is adorable, but even that pales into insignificance when you hear this second sound that Joe makes, that every time I listen to this, it makes me smile and do a little tear of joy. I just want to share it with you now. God bless you, Joe, you adorable two-inch-tall, meeping, tiny puppet man, you. And here it is one last time, boosted 15 decibels, and it doesn't even hit the red still, so just, come on, Joe, do it again for me. Thank you. Good night.